All right. So we apparently can breathe a sigh of relief for now. As Donald Trump announces, Canada and Mexico will be exempt from tariffs. Now, I don't I don't know if this is part of the art of the deal. But I don't know if this announcement stops the uncertainty because he held up NAFTA saying it could all change depending on what happens with negotiations. So Christian Freeland, who I suspect hasn't gotten much sleep of late, should get some credit where it's due because she put out a tweet late today, a comment saying true team Canada effort. So lots of calling, lots of lobbying, lots of negotiating. Aaron O'Toole, who is the trade critic, says he is happy with the outcome, but noted it never should have gone that far and uh, said that the prime minister's progressive agenda on trade has led to a deteriorating relationship in Washington because we're not seen as taking trade or security seriously. So what happens now and where are all these butts taking us? Cindy Cherniak is an international trade lawyer and has a much, much bigger brain than I do on these issues. Hello. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Alex. How do you read or how should we understand today's announcement by Mr. Trump? Well, there is good news, first and foremost, that Canada and Mexico have been exempted and the rest of the world is captured by his new measures for steel and aluminum. Uh, But we should not um, think that we're going to be immune to any future problems. It looks as though every time a NAFTA round will take place, uh, this issue will be used as leverage. Right. And when he said depends on what happens with NAFTA. Isn't that blackmail? I mean, I, I'm trying to be delicate about it, but how, I mean, how else do you look at that? I mean, you're, you're, he's basically saying, if you don't give us what we want in NAFTA, we're going to throw tariffs on. That is exactly what he's saying is, you know, give in to my demands or we're going to hurt the Canadian economy and the Mexican economy. And um, that's not a, a good way to negotiate. Um, but he's trying to extract concessions, and uh, we'll, we'll see where that goes. The trade critic uh, was critical, um, saying that he felt it was the progressive, um, you know, all the platitudes that were kind of put out in demands in negotiations. Is there any validity to that, that maybe we're focusing too much on things like women's issues in our negotiating and, and not actually looking at the bigger picture, which should be all people, not just the women's and these, these progressive platitudes? Well, it's a combination of Trump's approach is renegotiating NAFTA. Canada's approach is modernizing NAFTA. So I actually think that Canada's approach is the more appropriate approach. That being said, some of the issues such as um, demanding a chapter on women's issues, and as a woman and on International Women's Day, I, I think that's a great idea, but it is misplaced at this point in time in the uh, negotiating strategy. It should be something that gets raised a little bit later because there are more important issues uh, to be discussed under NAFTA to modernize NAFTA so that it works better and there's a win-win-win scenario um, available for all three countries. Right. And I think it's about picking your moments. And maybe if Mr. Obama were in charge, this would have been wonderful and uh, we'd all be wearing pink around the world. But we're dealing with Mr. Trump, who's one of the most unpredictable leaders we've ever seen on the planet. And so this kind of stuff will not fly. I think that he's got a list of topics that he wants to discuss, including the automobile industry, the steel industry, uh, moving jobs 
from Mexico and, and production from Mexico back to the United States. It's not so much moving jobs from Canada to the United States. It really is um, the view that too many jobs moved from the United States to Mexico, that there's an incentive for U.S. companies to build their new factories in Mexico as opposed to building their new factories in the United States, and he wants to reverse that trend. It's, it's not as much a Canada issue, but there are some issues. Uh, you know, Canada does have trade issues, um, and it's time for Canada to admit some of the trade irritants uh, between Canada and the United States. So what happens now? What, what does Canada, what do uh, the feds have to do uh, in order to now, I guess, solidify this? Is it just that they have to nail down this NAFTA, or what should they be doing at this point? It's a combination of continuing to move forward. We have a great negotiating team, and as Minister Freeland said, to, said today, we really have a bipartisan effort uh, in connection with the NAFTA modernization process. And so we should continue to stay the course. We should continue to modernize the chapters and, and improve NAFTA for all three countries. That being said, we also have to be prepared to discuss some of the very hard issues. But we've got a great negotiating team with the bureaucrats as well. Let them do their job so that at the end of the day, it may not be that tr- President Trump gets everything that he wants, but if he gets enough so that he can call this a win... I think that's within his art of the deal. Right. And so, look, the bottom line is we're going into the primaries. It's it's political. He's got to play to his base. It sounds good on the surface, but when you really start digging in and you realize the implications, not just globally, but to America itself, um, you know, the the narrative can can backfire on him uh, very quickly. Oh, absolutely. And we should use that to our advantage because... If he decides to pull the trigger on NAFTA, it takes six months uh, before that um, the withdrawal can be implemented. So if we've got another month or, um, let's just say, six weeks of negotiations, that gets us into the end of April, beginning of May time frame. And so May, June, July, August, September, October, you're getting right into the primary. So if we can drag this out a little bit further doing the good work that we're doing. It's not that we're dragging our heels. It's that we're working hard together with the U.S. negotiators and have enough progress at the next round and the next round. It's going to be more difficult for President Trump to say he wants to terminate NAFTA because then it will be a midterm issue. And it may very well be that uh, American voters will vote in people that are Pro, pro-NAFTA, mm-hmm. pro-modernizing NAFTA, and want to continue their wonderful trading relationship with Canada. Yeah, the scrappy side of me says, get down there, start lobbying, you know, the states, uh, lobby the governors, lobby the, uh, you know, at the ground level and start getting information out about the damage that it could do to the local economy in the United States. But the rational side of me says, okay, that could possibly hurt us as well. So what is the proper approach then? Should we have our officials down there kind of beating the drum and getting information out and lobbying on the ground? I think we should have a two-prong approach. One is our negotiators working hard and the politicians working hard on a bipartisan basis in Canada to bring forward ideas and modernization opportunities. Also talking with the governors and the local businesses that do business with with Canada and the municipalities, what is it that we want to do together to improve NAFTA? Oh, and in the process, um, how can you uh, convince President Trump that it would be a bad move to withdraw from NAFTA?
Right. And so on the provincial level, what I mean, and I and I'll refer to the leadership campaign because we're going into an election in uh, June. And and I put it to Doug Ford the other day, you know, what would you be doing? What can uh, our leaders do at the provincial level to, you know, ensure uh, that we've got a plan to fight back? Well, first and foremost, do no harm. Uh, So we had uh, Premier Wynne a couple weeks ago uh, putting out legislation to have a retaliation in connection with Buy America. And we really don't need new trade irritants. What we need is trade progress and modernization progress. And so that's not necessarily the right approach at this point in time, in my view. All right. Well, stay tuned. That's all we can do, eh? Yes, uh, you know, day by day. But we, we've got great negotiators, and we yeah. really have to understand that we've got a great team in Ottawa who are going to be working hard and putting forward great ideas. And it's up to everybody at the uh, federal level, the provincial level, the municipal level, the unions, the businesses, everybody um, getting out there and working cooperatively uh, to bring about a win-win-win scenario in the NAFTA. All right. Good stuff. Thanks for clearing it up. Thank you for having me. That's Cindy Togham Cherniak joining us to kind of straighten out uh, all the big words, all the confusing language. Uh, But today, today was a good day. Hamilton, rest easy for tonight anyway.